Hey everyone, my name is Austin Killian, and I'm a co-host with Andrew Harper, and we're both pastors at First Baptist Church in Cleveland. You are listening to a special episode called 5-Minute Fridays with Harrison. Harrison is an intern at FBC who loves church history and is called to missions. So we have invited him to join us every month, once a month, to look at the mission and history of the church from a gospel-centered point of view. We hope you enjoy. This is Harrison. You are listening to 5-Minute Fridays, and today we're going to talk about Hudson Taylor, a missionary to China. Taylor was born in England in 1832. He was converted at age 17 and became convinced that he should do missionary work in China. He began to train as a medical assistant. This isn't graduate-level education like a physician's assistant today, but it's more like on-the-job training with a certification. However, News reached England that a Christian emperor reigned in China. The missions agency Taylor was affiliated with recommended that he leave immediately before he completed his training. He arrived in Shanghai at age 21 in 1854. He was very disappointed with the missionary scene and believed the missionaries were comfortable and lazy around the coast. After about a year, he rode up the Yangtze River and preached at various settlements and in many cases was the first Protestant missionary these people had ever heard. He had the idea to reach this part of China, which was being neglected by missionaries concentrated around the coast. He also had a very unorthodox method for breaking down the cultural barrier. Hudson felt that his English clothing and lifestyle were a barrier to the spread of the gospel. He adopted local garb and even dyed his blonde hair black. This change was received with mockery and dismissals by missionaries and supporters alike. While on the mission field, he eventually won the affections of a female missionary named Maria, and they were married in 1858. In 1865, he founded the China Inland Mission, a network of missionaries to go deep into China. These missionaries were also expected to adopt Chinese customs. At its peak, Hudson had over 800 missionaries in the CIM. During his time in China, he would lose three children and his wife, as well as suffer various illnesses. Unfortunately, they suffered a major blow to their missionary efforts in 1900 with the Boxer Insurrection. The Boxers were an anti-Western, anti-Christian movement that killed thousands of Chinese Christians and missionaries. The China Inland Mission lost hundreds of missionaries, which hampered their mission, but they eventually recovered, and by 1934, they had nearly 1,400 members, despite the fact that Taylor passed away in 1905. Their work in China finally ended with the communist victory of the Chinese Civil War. They then shifted focus to the Far East in general, rather than China specifically. The main lessons to be learned from Taylor is with missionary strategy. One mistake that many missionaries and missionary sending agencies make is going to places that have already been reached with the gospel. In this particular case, missionary efforts in China were focused on the coast, which was much easier to get to and had much more infrastructure. No one was going deep into China where the gospel had never been preached. While everyone should hear the gospel, it doesn't make any sense to neglect those that have never heard it. The second lesson we can learn is with barriers to sharing the gospel. Taylor found the Chinese were often more interested in his 
Western clothing than his gospel message. To counter this, he adopted local clothing and customs. While it was very unconventional, it proved to be very effective. Missionaries often find that small changes such as clothing, building style, or food remove barriers and make the local people more accepting. However, we must always be careful not to actually change the message that we preach. Some people have advocated for taking local beliefs and then presenting Christianity as a form of those beliefs. The gospel is an exclusive message, so this is an impossibility. Instead, we must still communicate the gospel clearly and faithfully, but be careful to make sure that we don't confuse it with our own culture and preferences. This has been 5-Minute Fridays. Until next time, see ya. Thank you.